Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, hello again. Good to have your company for another two hours of football chats here on The Global Game. Another busy show coming up. Here's what's on the menu. We'll review round 22 of the A-League men, which included a big win for Adelaide United and that crazy six-goal thriller at Allianz Stadium. Sydney FC's milestone man, Ryan Grant, joins us. Just over 100 days to go before the FIFA Women's World Cup. Are we ready? We'll talk to the COO of the competition, Jane Fernandez. Alicia Carnavas on another premiership triumph for Sydney in the A-League women and who might win out in the finals. Spencer Pryor on a seismic Sunday in the Premier League where two top managers lost their jobs. And Paul Williams on the problems at one of the Asian powerhouses, John Book Motors in Football Asia. It's all to come between now and 11 o'clock on the Global Game right here on SEN. Yes, Simon Hill, Alex Brosk and Alex Moltinoff with you in the studio until 11 o'clock Eastern. I hope you're having a good week. Lots of football chat to come. And as ever, we would love your input. We've got two prizes to give away, a Global Game T-shirt from Strip Tees and a double pass to an A-League match of your choice. So do get involved. Give us a call, 1300 011170. You can send us a text, 0457 736 736, or you can tweet us at Global Game SEN. Evening, gents. How are we? Good, nice Simon. To be back with you. Yes, you too. Uh, Broski, how was your week? Where were you at the weekend? Where was I? I was at the uh, Sydney Western, Western United game. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Good game. Very it good was game. a good game. We'll discuss that in more depth later. Where were you, Mr. Moltenoff? Uh, commentary again? I was. Manly United? Manly United. You're always at Manly United. Yeah, I did get, seem to get set there a bit, but my eyes were on <laughs> Christie Park where... Um, friend of the show, David Carney, was <laughs> leading 4-2 in the 90th oh minute. And sorry, Carnes, but 
a 5-4 loss to Spirit FC, who managed to score three goals in stoppage time to claim the three points. Game of the round in the NPL New South Wales. Have you spoken to Khan since? I spoke Bosky? to him today. I gave Is him a few right? days to uh, to get over it and called him today to, <laughs> to see how he was. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, let's get into it then with Starter for Five. Question one, Alex Brosk, pitches in Sydney across the weekend. Just a product of the crossover season and the rain, or we should start withholding money because we've been shafted again. Withholding money, what do you mean by <clears throat> by that exactly? Well, I mean, we pay to rent these stadiums. Uh-huh. Pitches uh-huh. should be better, shouldn't they? They should be. Um, they should be. I look, I, I don't know. I think it's not always... Yeah, you're right. You're right. I guess uh, <laughs> I, I can't see them. I can't see them. And you them. had these questions about five hours ago. No, I know, so. but I, I had one way of answering. I just thought, well, it, it, it is a, a, a byproduct of the fact we don't own our own stadiums. Yeah. It is what it is. But you're right. I didn't know we could actually uh, pay a little bit less rent on them. Just on, well, I'm not saying we can. I'm just saying that maybe we should use it as a threat because I, I honestly don't think the one on Friday in yeah. particular. Yep. Now, Saturday was heavy rain and there'd been a game of rugby league, I think think a couple of nights before um, but but Combank had not had a game on it since the Australia Ecuador and it was a carpet for the Socceroos and it was a car park for the Wanderers and I don't quite know what happened in between but I don't no. think there were any games of rugby league or union or anything else played no, not since, really. so. I might get you to uh, speak to my landlord about the state of my grass <laughs> at the back see if I can pay a bit less rent <laughs> uh, I guess on a serious note it is you know longer t- longer term we've got to have our own stadiums can you see a point in time and even in the oh. midterm future when that will happen hopefully Western United of course but aside of them not in the near term no it's hard to see how. I mean, I'm looking at Sydney alone, and um, you know, where where would they build a stadium? But why does it have to be a new stadium? Can't it be an existing okay. one? What What about Leichhardt Oval, just for example? Mm. Need doing up. Uh, well, of a course it would do. Up. But of yeah, you're right. You're right. Rather than go and find it somewhere else, you've got a stadium. There's, there. there's lots the of stadiums all over the city mm. that that could be upgraded theoretically. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you'd need transport links, etc. But and Leichhardt could be upgraded to a perfect, you know, yeah. ten to fifteen thousand seat stadium. I just think I think it would help with the identity of our clubs yep. as well. You know, when you go overseas, you speak to people who go and watch the Premier League. Say, Where did you go? I went to Old Trafford, or I went to Anfield. Mm. You know, the, the ground is synonymous with the club, isn't it? And we don't really have that here. Adelaide United, probably an exception. Mm. Maybe Perth Glory as well. Yeah. Anyway. Question two, Alex Moltinoff. Confusion over the yellow card moratorium. The APL are not making things clear enough or it's the clubs who just need to read the rules and understand this stuff. Look, in the two cases of the A-League women's, which we've talked about over the last couple of weeks, I think that's probably on the APL, particularly the second one, mm. not knowing they're suspended. The set, this weekend with Sydney not naming Paolo Retre, that's on the club. Yeah. The club have got to go to the APL and clarify if they're not sure of what the rule is. And then for them to not name him in the squad because they didn't know that. Sorry, that's just the club not doing their due diligence. And the interesting thing was that the Newcastle Jets, on the back of that, put out an announcement saying, hey, great news. <laughs> three, <laughs> three of our players are, are able to play yes, on yes. Sunday. Well, yeah. So <laughs> how you're not ahead of that as a club, I'm yeah. not quite sure. I, you know, it's just an oversight in yeah. you know, something... Needs, you should be across. Needs to be sorted. And I'm, I'm told that Melbourne City, they only learned, I think, at 11 o'clock 
was it today or yesterday, that Scott Jamison, who of course got sent off yeah. at the weekend, was eligible to play in this <laughs> rearranged like derby re- on Wednesday. Yeah, because it's from an earlier round. Goodness me. remarkable. Yeah, so they've probably done training sessions without him in the team, just in <laughs> case. Well, uh, question three, Alex Bross. The new Super League proposals, don't know if you've seen these, 80 clubs split into divisions. It's the best thing for the game, or no, it's just more of the same. Nope, it's more of the same. It's yeah. the same people behind it, right? Yeah. Just trying to find a way. Um, and I guess, so with this new proposal, their selling point is what? That there's going their to be selling more point of an is open... that there's promotion and relegation. Right, okay. But I still think that you would, uh, it would be detrimental to the domestic leagues. It's still a closed shop. It exactly is. Right. Well, exactly. yeah. I mean, they're saying that it's, it's more of an open qualifying process. It's about money, no, let's yes. be honest. Well, 100%. It's it is. About the same people behind it. Money. Can't happen. No, Question no. four, Alex Moltinoff. The rescheduled Melbourne derby tomorrow. City will win. Their recent form is just a blip. Or victory will prevail because they can't afford another slip. Well, City having the lead helps. Uh, I, I think... <laughs> it does, doesn't I, it? You know, <laughs> and with that situation, I think that they should be the favourites going into that game. But victory are playing well. Victory have picked up some form. In the light. And, you know, we talked about when they weren't picking up results, but we're playing some decent football. So City have mm. certainly got to be aware. Uh, I, I still think they're favourites for that game, but Victory can offer plenty in attack. There's no doubt about that. Somebody said to me yesterday, this is an interesting point, Aidan O'Neill, of course, scored the goal mm. in the December game before it was uh, abandoned. Had he been injured, and he's, he's not, he's fine, had he been injured and not been allowed to play how does that go down in the statistical records? He scores a goal in which he doesn't play. In. <laughs> I mean, because yeah, right. Nani played for victory, and of course he can't he play because he's, right. he's yeah. done his ACL. That would have been a weird one, wouldn't it? Is bizarre, it yeah. is bizarre. From a statistical and, and yeah, yeah. yeah well, I don't think I've ever heard anything like it before that you, you play you sixty-eight played. minutes of a game to finish off. Mm. Be interesting to see what the crowd is uh, on Wednesday night. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, question five, Alex Bross, the managerial merry-go-round in England, all just part of the game, or they're just too easy to blame? Um, I, I, I do think a bit of both. I think it is part of the game. At that sort of level and, and with the pressures, especially with the big clubs, you know, that expectation, um, you know, from the fans and the clubs, to, you know, they expect quick results, which that's the part where I think they're a bit too quick to pull the trigger sometimes. Um, you know, you need time, you need to show faith in a manager, which doesn't always happen. Um, so th- it is a bit of both. It- it's a cutthroat industry, and if you're not getting the best out of your players, sometimes you need to make a change. But, yeah, I don't know. The end of an error was the headline in one of the UK papers with Graham Potter being mm-hmm. dismissed from the job at Chelsea. It's cost them £600 million, that error, in inverted commas. £550 million in transfers that he's been allowed to spend. Uh, and they pay, had to pay 20-odd million in compensation to get him in the first place from Brighton, his wages, etc., etc. It's incredible, isn't it, the crazy, crazy world of the Premier League? It is. Uh, and is it purely his fault? Well, no. I mean, no. it can't just be his fault, can it? It's The players have to take some responsibility as well. And exactly as you pointed right. out, it takes time to gel. When, you, when you've bought virtually an entire new team, which he yeah. has... It takes a while, but the itchy trigger finger is so prevalent in the Premier League in particular. And that's because failure is simply no longer tolerated, mm-hmm. especially at a club the size of Chelsea. If you've got any thoughts on that, if you are a Chelsea fan, uh, give us a call. 1300 01 1170 sends a text 0457 736 736. That's what uh, Angus in Malvern has done. 
He wants to make a point about penalties. Angus says they're being given too freely this season with an almost certain goal being given for very minor infractions, if that's in the City game. A minor deflection of the hand which doesn't impede a player nor change the flight of the ball should not decide games, especially given there was a last-minute penalty ruled out the game before against MacArthur for a foul which impeded a shot on goal. Thoughts, Broski? Uh, look, I agree with that. I, I saw the, the handball which led to the penalty and I just I thought that there was no change in movement of the ball. It was mm-hmm. going where it was go- always going to go. It wasn't going to uh, you know to an attacking player either. So I, I you know in those circumstances, but then that's where you get the grey areas within within uh, within the rules. You Andy know? Andy Harper said during the call, where's he supposed to put his arms? If you're jumping for a ball, particularly it's going over the top of your mm. head, you, you can't jump like Michael Flatley out of Riverdance, no, no. can you? Because <laughs> you need to, you need your arms for balance. That's right. That's right. And and that is the argument. So they're saying if the arm is away from the body, but it's always going to be when you jump yeah. in the air and on your way down, it's coming down with you. So I, I think in that case, what should be looked at is where's the ball going? Is it going to an attacking player? Is it stopping a goal-scoring chance, um, which it was neither of those things. Yeah. So I think it needs simplification, it needs the handball rule. Yeah. <laughs> As if we need another change to the rules. <laughs> um, we're going to head off to our first quick break. On the other side of it, we're going to review the rest of the Round 22 action in the A-League men's.